Welcome back. Welcome back again. This is the starting five back again for a third week. I'm your host, P Shark, with the guys. What's going on, y'all? I'm the veteran scorer that y'all need. I'm the, also the veteran scorer that the Grizzlies need. So shout out to at underscore Scott where I'm at on Twitter. This your boy at the Out of Trouble, still standing in the corner because y'all definitely need some shooting. Grizz need some shooting. So hey. <laughs> Keeping the floor spread. Spacing. Spacing. Remember that. Yeah, if you need 20 and 10, uh, I'm going to give you 20 rebounds and 10 points. That's me. I got you. <laughs> Good. That's awesome. What's going on, y'all? Your man, Tev Shakir, the next gen Grizz looking like the OOKC, and I'm Kendrick Perkins. I got a lot to say. Okay. 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 I'm okay. I ain't coming with two points and three rebounds. It don't matter. It don't matter because I'm still get a job as an analyst to run my mouth. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Nice. It's and one, real. Yeah. All right. Remember to follow us at the starting five, the number five MEM on Twitter. Listen to us on the Greasy Bear Blues um, podcast um, for SBN Nation. We're on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and iHeart. And listen along with the other podcasts, 3ND, Core 4, and GBB Live on the network as well. But let's go on and get started with these Grizzlies. Last week, we left off with us losing to the San Antonio Spurs. Before, we had a busy week coming up with the Pelicans, Jazz, Thunder, and Raptors. And we all predicted 3-1. and one. I predicted two and two originally. They went one and three. We're going to start with the Raptors game today. <laughs> Take it away. Um, I mean, Grizzly got off to a pretty decent start. I mean, they led after the first corner, 25 to 20. Uh, Grayson Allen was making jump shots. Um, everybody on the team was able to attack the basket, which I've been saying for quite uh, some time. Uh, led out, uh, led out, uh, led for five, let, not talk today, boy. Led by five after the first quarter, and then the Toronto Raptors, they brought out the clamps and started putting their defense down. And uh, Pascal Siakam went, had a good game. Uh, like Savage says, the Hall of Famer Fred Van Vliet had a pretty good game. Uh, everybody on the Toronto Raptors had a good game, and we they basically got out to a pretty good lead, and we couldn't come back. And so here we are, sitting at one and three after the week. That was too nice. <laughs> that was entirely too nice. First of all, the slow start that we always got up on was it was a little faster, but the fact that Toronto went 0 for 7, 0 for 8 to begin the game on open three point shots, all they had to do was eventually start hitting. Like they had our number this game. That was nothing, that was nothing we could have done this game. And especially with Dylan Brooks. You know what I'm saying? It's so much that we can say about him. I don't know if y'all want me to give my spew on who I think this is the next OKC now now or later, but we're going to have to do something <laughs> with Dylan Brooks. We're going to have to. Like, the Raptors had our number this game, and I, I didn't see us lose. I didn't see us winning. Like, the fact that we came back was cool, but this was the Raptors game in front yeah. of the game. Let's see. Um, on my end, the Grizzlies as a whole, I'm looking here, 22 turnovers as a team. You can't have 22 turnovers against Toronto Raptors and expect to be successful. That's just as simple as that. Um, Pascal Siakam had a great game, almost went for 30 on less than 20 shots. Uh, Fred Lanfee had a great game as well. Um, Tubes boy, uh, top 10 Lowry. At yes, sir. Two. <laughs> um, chipped in with 15. Um, but yeah. Seven and eight. Okay, 22, 7, 8. I mean, 15, 7, 8. Ooh, wee. I'm giving them too many points. Um, but um, 
as you mentioned too with uh Dylan Brooks, man, something has to be done. Uh 11 for 26, 3 of 10 for 3. Finished with a plus minus of minus 13. Um about the same as Grayson Allen who actually played pretty well with 20 points off the bench. Um is Toronto. When Toronto woke up in that second quarter going into the third, it's second quarter going into the second half, that's when they really smacked us in the mouth. So it's really not much else you can say, but just kudos to Toronto, man. They played a hell of a game. Yeah, let's not um forget that these are the, the champion uh Raptors from last year. Um, yes, minus you know, Kawhi Leonard, who was a top five talent, but the Raptors are still a great team. Um, the thing that I really do not like about our stats actually is really the minutes um, played by JV and the minutes played by Brandon Clark. Um, both are under 30 minutes, um, but both were your only people that got a successful amount of rebounds for you. Um, and so I've been watching this team get out-rebounded by Fred Van Fleet, Kyle Lowry, um, and others, and it's just <laughs> downright disgusting to me. At this point, rebounds mean you get the next possession. Um, and so they really need to clean that up uh, much sooner than later. And, Coach, I don't know why we're not giving it to JV more, why he's not more of a focal on the offense, especially with Triple J gone, and you're trying to figure this all out. JV is a guy that can be a part of a – culture that can win and get you where you need to go but you have to give it to him and give him an opportunity to do so sorry yeah. I just looked at the stat sheet and saw that he had two shot attempts two I mean now it, it's yeah. hard it's hard for Taylor Jenkins to give JV the ball when Dylan Brooks shooting the whole time like, that is true was, I mean, well, and, and, I, I, two I as well, and he started with him I will say this, and this was a good game plan by Nick Nurse and the Toronto Raptors. Um, they came out in different defensive sets, and it was like every time JV touched the ball, he was being doubled. Yep. Like he was being doubled. He had to immediately kick it out to an open shooter, per se, or Dylan Brooks, who was jacking it out. So, so, yeah. <laughs> so, so um, my girlfriend's complaining about JV passing. Every time he passes the ball, he always passes to Dylan. She was complaining about that all last week throughout the games. So that's interesting that you said it. For some reason, every time he's passing it to Dylan, Dylan's the only one that's wide open. Yeah. Well, because at this point, we, because we know he's going to shoot five of 11 of 27. We know he's going to shoot six of 22. So, heck, everybody's going to leave Dylan Brooks open, which is why he's automatically getting the ball from him. It makes sense. Yeah. You know what's crazy? I thought. Because Dylan Brooks kind of after well, after that San Antonio game, last week he kind of – he got gradually a little better. He still made some dumb decisions throughout the games, but he had gradually got a little better. And I thought coming into today, we was going to be able to talk better than we did last week of him. Then he turns around and does the performance he does today to make us talk about how we talked about him last week again. It's just, it's, yeah. You go, Scott. Yeah, and I think, like, it's – like, you don't ever want to, like – put the loss on a, a single soul person. And again, we're not going to all blame this on Dylan Brooks, but the amount of bad shots that he takes and how a defense is able to capitalize on that. I think she, I watched the Pelicans game with you and there were three or four bad shot attempts in a row consecutively that he took. And I mean, the Pelicans were just able to, here's, here's a bucket. Here's a bucket. So when you think you're down like only five, here comes Dylan Brooks, who's taking a bad, really awful shot, which leads to a fast break for the team. And then now you go from being down five, so now you're down 10. And so again, it's just like, you don't want to just say he's the sole reason, but he takes so many bad shots. He takes so many ill-advised shots that you're just like, 
what are you doing? It's just like, I, 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 it's really hard to explain. It's, it's really frustrating. I don't know who gave him the green light um, since this restart. But Apparently whoever, everybody. Uh, but he's, somebody uh, he's, needs to tell him, like, hey, bro, like, this yeah. thing. Like, it, must be, it must be. There is. Yeah, it's the contract. And also, <laughs> in, to your point, there was, like, because. one specific moment. And there was one specific moment. I think the Grizz were down five at this point. I think it was in the third quarter. Grizz get an offensive rebound. It's kicked out to Dylan Brooks. Grayson Allen, who's been money from the three point from the three point line all bubble, is wide open in the corner. Uh-huh. Dylan Brooks, two guys <laughs> around him, Jackson up, and in the front of the rim. Uh-huh. And I just oh. sat and thought to myself, this is the Grizzlies' experience in the bubble in a nutshell. So, Trevor, it was that play that inspired this name, and it was another play. It was uh, – What's your name? My name, again, Next Gen Grizz or the old OKC. (laughs) (laughs) So, Dylan Briss got the ball literally at the free throw line. He's looking at Grayson Allen opening a corner and shoots the ball over two people. He didn't even look at the rim. That reminded me of an old, I guess, Ricky Russell Westbrook. And yeah. as his as his career progressed, y'all know me for the po- for the podcast listeners. I was one of Russell Westbrook's biggest fans when he came into the league, and still am. But I said that he could never win with Kevin Durant, and he would stop Kevin Durant's growth. Meaning Dylan Brooks could possibly stop John Morant's growth if you're gonna just continue to think of and be all about you. You're gonna shoot crazy shots. You're gonna get your numbers, but you're gonna make sure you get yours rather than a whole team success. Uh, yeah. That's why I felt like OKC wasn't gonna win, especially with a with a with a rookie <laughs> coach at the time too. Yeah. So let's go ahead and dive into the Triple J injury because apparently the running joke was. Triple J can hurt meant more shots for Dylan Brooks, and apparently that was the case today. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> so God happened to Jerry Jackson getting hurt. He got hurt in the Pelicans game. We didn't know until the day after, and mm-hmm. he's out for the season with a uh, torn meniscus. Yes, I'm mistaken. I think we didn't know the exact play that he got hurt on. Uh, Savage, uh, I were one of our co-hosts for Let's Be Real podcast. He's doing a bullet breakdown, staying on Twitter. Twitter. Now and he actually did a bootleg breakdown of that play, and I presume this play got hurt when he was out of position, got his legs crossed, then he went up hard trying to get the block and had one leg up in the air while he was falling down. Mm-hmm. But uh, what I guess the of course we know impact is huge, but I guess where where we lost to Utah Jazz right after that, then we came back and be okay. See, so what are your thoughts about the Triple J injury? How it affected the team and? No, what's what to expect going for these next two, these last two games? Man, with it being a young team to have Triple J go down, and at this point, because they hadn't won a game, so you hadn't won a game. Now you're hearing Portland come up behind you. You're hearing Phoenix come up behind you. Then to lose Triple J, I mean, for a young team, that has to hurt. I mean, that's like a that's a chin shot because yeah, losing a. a a player who had been playing well. I mean, he now, of course, he's been taking a lot of threes, but he's also been making the threes too. And you, of course, you wanted to see more rebounds out of him. But just being able to have again another score, have another seven footer who can defend a little bit better, who can block some shots, uh, who can make threes. So to lose that was just like it's it's a lot. And to be a young team like that, it, it, I bet you it really hurt the team. 
it was good to see them bounce back and get a win against um to get a, a bounce back win versus the the thunder but it still kind of hurts because you gotta again rely on dealer brooks to take some of these jumpers you gotta rely on um again that also affects john Morant because now uh, there's more focus on um john, john Morant. so there's double teams coming his way um they're being more physical with them all that type of stuff so i, I bet you that was a that was a uh, a tough loss and I think even when I saw the news I was just like yeah, yeah man um, yeah, I don't know <laughs> so I just hope at this point Tyus Jones returns <laughs> so, uh, I guess for the last two games I know we still don't know the, the status of his injury I know they posted um, some, some, I guess they did reevaluate but they just didn't really give out no specific details they're not ruling him out but there's nothing like you said. There's no details on it, but they're not ruling them out. So, uh, I mean, for 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 me, Jaron, it's like you you missing out on somebody. I just did the numbers that's averaging 25 points in a bubble. Like you take that away from a young team that's literally you know dying again in a playoff spot that's being hunted by everybody else and like three four other different teams is like it is it is hard to get to and i think that's kind of what we're seeing with the grizz like they're not them full selves that i don't see that full confidence that full swagger and some of the better players you know what i'm saying like jv taking two shots kyle anderson two shots you start anthony tolliver and he's a good player a great role player but you put him in like i said with somebody that averages 25 points a game in a bubble like it, it hurts and we're not this. We're definitely not the same team. Mm-hmm. And he was our best defender in the bubble, also. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, also, just another thing with Jaron him going down it actually hurts the Grizzlies' spacing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Jaron took a whole lot of threes and he was making them, and uh, <clears throat> taking a whole lot of them was making them. But with him out, it's just uh, the offense just looks terrible as far as just everyone's being being crowded. Teams are actually able to pack it in. They don't have to be honest. Like Skylar mentioned, um, they can be physical with Ja. There's a lot of double teams on Ja. Dylan Brooks came and hit the side of a house with a baseball if he was standing right next to it. So <laughs> it just it just makes it uh, that much easier to defend at this point. And we also mentioned about how he's you know great on the defensive end as well. Uh, but yeah, that their spacing is all because even with. The Thunder game, which they were successful, they had like Taylor Jenkins had to make the change to start Anthony Tolliver just so they could have some kind of spacing. Because you remember in the Utah game, uh, they started Brandon Clark and there was entirely no spacing, and we was you know everything happened what the way it happened. So losing three J, it, it stings and it hurts, and it's again just another another uh vision of how a young team looks at this point so uh-huh. yeah the, go back to that thunder game well helped a lot in that game the Grizzlies are the worst by far the worst team in the bubble i thought they were pretty good defending in before the bubble but um the defensive three point all these wide open threes they're giving up the thunder game helped because the thunder can't shoot mm-hmm. i couldn't it, it's not one player in the team that was like outside the gallo gallo that i was like um I'm afraid of him shooting the shot, shooting a three. Mm-hmm. All these other games, all these other teams still leave open. They got plenty of players that I can name from all these other teams that I don't want to leave open, including Joe Ingles, who I saw wide open a whole lot. And, yes. in the, and in the huddle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah back well, okay. See, I remember that. What's his name? Dirt, Dort, whatever his last Luke name. Dort. Luke yeah, Dort. Yeah, he averaged like 25% from three. So I'm like, in the second half, he ain't going to hit another one. And no, no, that's what happened. So, he you know, finished. He finished. He finished four or five from three. Yeah. 
But that, that was the second half stats too. Oh, yeah. First half stats too. That was so. first. Yeah, they the, the thing was the Thunder got hot from three early mm-hmm. on. And yeah, it was a you you just knew it wasn't going to uh, sustain. And then uh, the grid did a great job of um, actually making Joe JV the focal point of the offense because mm-hmm. I I knew as soon as I saw. Nerves Noel is the starting center from the Thunder. I'm like, okay, <laughs> throw it to JV. Throw it to JV so mm-hmm. he can cook because Nerves can't do anything with him. Um, let's see here. Um, I uh, think that was, go ahead. I would say, Ashidi, uh, you got anything? Yeah, the, I, I want to take it from a different approach with Triple J being gone. I think this is an awesome opportunity for Jada to just enhance himself and be an even guard than where he is at now. Um, because literally, I mean, the the ceiling is as far as you want it to go now because no one's giving any hope to the Grizzlies at all um, once Triple J went down. Um, so we did prove with winning Oklahoma game, but I have my thoughts about that game. Um, when you look over, like, the minute distribu- distribution, who was scoring, who was getting the ball, like, you got to take a win, but, you know, how quality much of that is a win. Um, I, I like what Ding and Tolliver are giving um, as veterans right now, um, are they giving you, you know, the 33 points? No. But they definitely give you more than three rebounds. Um, and so they're playing that part. Brandon Clark is not an offensive threat at all, so he doesn't need to start anymore. Um, because for Ja to be great, he needs people around him to space the floor to what we've all said. And I'm sorry, Brandon Clark doesn't have that in him now, next season or the season after that. <laughs> Unless he really gets it together, um, so we need to get more space. And if that's being uh, Tyler for the start, then that's what it needs to be. But this is going to make Ja that much better um, for me. I hope. No, no. I was just gonna say really quickly. I think just with the loss of Triple J, I think the Tyus John one was. I mean, that one was pretty critical too. I know. Um, just his him not being out there and to give the Grizzlies another ball handler. I think it's it's really. It's not helping the Grizzlies whatsoever. It's also not helping DeAnthony Melton, too, who a lot of mm-hmm. times plays off the ball. Mm-hmm. And so now that he's having to be on the ball and having to create more for others, it's not as easy. The game doesn't come as easy to him as we either. So I think just yep. as much as that loss, like the Triple J one hurt, but I think also just the Tyus Jones one, like, really hurt, too. And I think you saw, like, his impact when we lost to the Spurs, when we lost to uh, – who was the very first game that we lost to? Um, yeah, there you go. The tr- especially the Trailblazers one. Because then, again, now that's time that Jock can't spend on the bench to, to catch his breath. Because now you got to bring back another ball handler. And so mm-hmm. those two injuries, I think, have definitely um, not helped the Grizzlies at all while they've been in the bubble. Yep, most definitely. Um, so a couple scenarios where we're going to talk more about it, I guess, next week or once the season ends about Josh Jackson and why he's not playing. We're not going to go to it now. We'll wait till the season ends. But um, let me go over a couple scenarios. Coming into today's game, John Hodger tweeted out, the Pelicans-Spurs game was a de facto elimination. The Spurs just beat the Pelicans. Now they are ninth. They just moved into ninth. Well, now they moved to ninth and Portland loses. So we are recording for Portland plays tonight. Um, I need to check. I forget who they play. Uh, Philadelphia. They play Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So the Suns control their own destiny with the Blazers loss. Uh, they are five and zero. That's currently the team, and we we're discussing the second. Yeah, I, I am more leaning towards this probably gonna be the play in. The Grizz basically could have won today and clinched the clinch the play in spot. Pretty much, I'm assuming that's still the case going forward. Win one of these last two games, and we're definitely in the play in. If we win, if we had won today and Portland had lost tonight, 
we would have been clinched the eighth mm-hmm. spot. So mm-hmm. I would assume that's the case going forward. We win. If Portland lose tonight, we win tomorrow. We clinched the eighth spot. Or San, I guess because yeah. San Antonio is now ninth, so I'm assuming San Antonio. I don't know. I had to see the tiebreak scenarios because yeah. it's a whole bunch of different things. Um, so I think I the Grizz. I think the Grizz hold the tiebreaker, if I'm not mistaken, over Portland yeah, and San Antonio. It's uh, I know with San Antonio, it's a percentage thing. Yeah, it's winning percentage. Yeah. They're gonna base on winning yeah. percentage because not everybody okay. has the same games played. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So yeah, they went all tiebreakers. So going forward, how do y'all predict the play in to come about? How do how, what do y'all predict for the Grizzlies last two games? <laughs> what y'all predict for play in? Who's gonna who will be in the play in scenario? Um, I hate <laughs> to say that it depends on what happens in these last two games with their opponents. Like is. Because I know they have Boston on Tuesday, so is Boston at this point mm-hmm. going to be resting their starters, or they're still going to try to mm-hmm. um, play as hard as they can? They like they can't really go anywhere because Toronto today just clinched the second seed mm-hmm. by winning today. Yeah, so all three. Sorry, mm-hmm. cut you off, Trevor. All three seats are now locked. Yeah. In the East. Yep. Yes. yes. And Kemper is being banged up, so I would assume Boston is going to risk some people, somebody. Yeah, I know for a fact Milwaukee would probably Milwaukee would definitely be resting because, on the last game because most, of Taylor, most definitely yeah and Taylor Jenkins yeah. and Mike Budenholzer yeah it's, it's a couple of different reasons hey I think I have for you honestly even with depending on who I'll rest we just saw Rodney Magruder hit the game when the shot over Portland yesterday so <laughs> yeah. the way the Grizzlies are playing perimeter defense you know unless you just literally rest let's often we literally have to rest Jason Tatum Jaina Brown Kemp Walker and Gordon Hayward for me to believe that we're going to be done at this point mm-hmm. yeah and Milwaukee we have to rest Giannis Chris Middleton Eric so I mean you have to keep going down the list hey, you have to rest, <laughs> rest off the start of five you really have to rest the whole starting five yeah pulled, but the Utah Jazz pulled against the Spurs on Friday basically and they rested everybody except Joe Ingles after beating us <laughs> But I, yeah, hey, I, I predict we win one of the last two. I predict the mm-hmm. other teams will continue losing something, and we'll be eight. And the Phoenix Suns are going to finish out 8-0 and, and get the ninth yep. spot. I, I'm with you there. I think the Grizzlies somehow get eighth. Phoenix uh, runs the table, gets ninth. We have a nice little play-in with the Phoenix Suns. Uh, I definitely agree with you, Sharky. Good call on that A no, because the rest of the Suns schedule, Thunder, Sixers, who's damaged goods, and then the Mavericks, who may be resting most of their starters. That's that's an A no sweep from the Suns, who are playing amazing basketball. And this is like even going back into when DeAndre Ayton came back, like they were playing really, really good basketball before the um, before COVID. So that's something to kind of give credit to the Suns about too. Like they balling. Yeah. Yeah. I I honestly think so are we I'm trying to picture this scenario in my head. So the Grizzlies are close to securing the eight spot. Like what's the likelihood of them securing eight? If we can win one of the next two games. Then we Portland Portland has to lose. Portland has to lose one. Portland has to lose one. And they play three tonight in um Dallas tomorrow. And then Dallas, yeah. Oh, by the time this quarter comes out, they play Dallas. And see, I honestly don't see the Portland Trailblazers losing again because tonight they have the Sixers without, of course, Ben Timmons. The next game they have against the Dallas Mavericks, who had been able to guard a soul um, since they got in the bubble. And then I think the last game is again Brooklyn. 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 Come on now. 
<laughs> Come on. <laughs> I, gotta, I, think, I think it'll probably be the Grizzlies and the, and the Trailblazers. At that point, we just got to just cross our fingers and, 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 and hope we beat hopefully, twice. Hopefully, we get lucky. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree with Skyler. I think the Blazers are just going to get it done. I think the Suns don't go undefeated. I think maybe one game slip up. Um, but I, I think the Blazers have enough veteran talent and leadership um, to get them to the play in as a ninth seed, not as an eighth seed. Um, and that way they would have to beat us twice and then we win one. But I think we can win one before they went to. I think Portland Blue in the Clippers game. That was their prime yeah. opportunity. Yeah. Here's, the thing. Here, here's, here's the thing. I think that motivated them. And that's me talking. I'm taking the, my full Grizz fandom out right now. I'm yeah. more scared of seeing, uh, and I'm closer to seeing and going with the Trailblazers and the Suns for the AC rather than the Grizzlies. Because what they did was pissed off possibly the best point guard in the league. You know what I'm saying? With the Blazers team that are playing good basketball as well. Like they did beat the Nuggets. They did beat the Rockets who've been playing well in the bubble. And then you give them possibly three more wins. We 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 can't dismiss that as well. And you done pissed off Dame Lillard. He coming for the blade, especially if there's a chance that you can play against the Clippers too. I mean, they, they uh, hungry. They won't be able to play against the Clippers. No, it's yeah. solid. That's solid. Be number three, right? They're number two. They're going to yeah, get eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they only play Lakers. Okay. So. Of course, of course, of course. So yeah. they get the Lakers. I mean, mm-hmm. I think, like I said, I'm more so leaning towards seeing the, the Blazers and the Suns because of the length of their schedule and they're healthy. They're playing great basketball rather than the Grizz who are unhealthy. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, I'm taking full, complete phantom out. This is me being completely basketball. Like, we're young. Dylan Brooks taking 26,000 shots and not passing the ball. Like, there's no chemistry. <laughs> We're not being my career. We're not being aggressive and showing that tenacity on defense. Like I said, the Raptors, they start off on eight, but literally they were open shots. So I mean, we we were supposed to be able to beat the Suns with Devin Booker. <laughs> Boy, I didn't predict that. I didn't predict what's gonna happen in play in yet. I just I mean that's true. That's true. That's true too. But the Grizz man, we we I don't know, man. It's this ugly. I just, I still feel like it works in their favor. Just I, even though Ben Simmons is out, I think with Joey, it, it depends on Joey and B. If it B decides to come out and be dominant, they can be Portland. It just it depends on him, his mindset. Dallas, uh, Luca, I don't care. The Portland ain't playing defense either, so that's just gonna be Luca versus Dane. And I got my money on Luca right? <laughs> at this point. <laughs> I don't know. I got my money on Luca right now, but <laughs> I can see it. Yeah, I can understand y'all reasoning though. Uh, like I said, by the time the recording come out, that game where the Portland would already play Philadelphia, so that score would already be set in stone. So, yeah. like I said, we got two, uh, two Gore Show final. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's so difficult. It's, so it, difficult. It, it's hard because, like, I want the Gri- y'all know how bad I want the Grizz to make it. Right, Ride so that talk- wave, man. You had this since the beginning. Ride the yeah. wave. Yeah, finish it. Yeah, keep it, keep it. Here's the thing, a part of me don't and a part of me do, so it's hard for me to choose. I'm a rock hard, I'm a rock hard with the Grizz. It's gonna be Grizz, Grizz Portland. Okay. Give me give me Grizz Portland. Like so I said, they they, they pissed off Dame Lillard. And like the Sun's still gonna go undefeated though. And they also got a guard, Gary Trent Jr., who ain't missed some three who since the ball. Who ain't, cars. exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, can we get some credit to Melo? Can people start apologizing? Oh, yeah, for sure. 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Come on, man. Yeah, Gary Trent. Oh, Gary Trent. All bubble first team. All bubble first team. Mr. Warren. Mr. Warren. Oh, easily. We don't play the Pacers, so we ain't going to mention him. We can talk bubble MVPs about him and Michael Porter Jr. next week. When did he game? The NBA Tomorrow, well, it'll be when the score to come out. So on today, yeah, score to come out. <laughs> I gotta watch that. That's gonna be a good game. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be a really good game. All right, we got set in stone. We got Grizzlies Blazers by three up, three fifths, and two fifths got Grizzlies Suns and playing. Yeah, that's a cross our fingers oh, after that. God. All right, y'all. <laughs> at least we got the Grizzlies in now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. At least playing for it. So yeah, the OKC win meant a whole lot more than we thought. <laughs> yep. <laughs> wow. All right. So, man, that ends for this week's episode. We'll be back next week. Remember, again, follow us at the starting five, the number five, MEM on Twitter. Uh, listen to us on the Grizzly Bear Blues site and uh, SBN Nation Grizzlies on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Our Heart. And also listen to other podcasts, 3 D, Core 4, GBB Live. Follow me on Twitter at the one D A O N E underscore P Shark. I'm at underscore Scarlito, a more efficient scorer than Dylan Brooks. <laughs> I'm at the Otto Trevor, a better shooter than Dylan Brooks. Oh, ah. first letter, first letter of each word is capitalized, except of because it's a preposition. Remember your grammar. Excellent. Uh, it's really shitty. I'm really better than Dylan Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tab Shakira. I'm down with Dylan Brooks and this podcast <laughs> reminded me of how much I hate being a Grizz fan. <laughs> 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 All right, man. Shout out to Gracie Allen. But till next time. Peace. Peace. Little Disney.